On today's episode, we shoot our eyes out as we watch a Christmas story. Hello and welcome to the Flixology Podcast, a podcast that looks at all forms of media, analyzes it, and dissects it, whether it be movies and television, and for a whole year we're looking at nothing but 80s films. I'm your host, John, and joining me as always is my darling wife, April. April, how are you? I'm pretty good. And first off, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. It's our first movie of December. Yeah, it's hard is to, it December already? It's hard to believe in th- like three weeks now, I think. Uh, it's the year 2022 is coming to an end, which means we will be doing this show for over a year. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm excited because, I don't know, I feel like post-pandemic, I was like, 2021 can't be worse, and then I was like, 2022 can't be worse. Let's just, let's just both agree, 2023 is going to be the I, worst, and hope that I, we get the opposite. I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to think that 2023 has to be some type of breakthrough season. And I really hope that it's the best season yet. I agree with that. But let's go ahead and get into our story tonight. We watched 1983's Christmas Comedy, A Christmas Story, directed by Bob Clark, uh, starring Melinda Dillon, Darren McGavin, and Peter Billingsley. And basically this movie talks about Ralphie as he tries to get a Red Ryder BB gun for Christmas and talks about the misadventures he has with his friends with his mom and dad and little brother, whether it be a leg lamp, a sticking your tongue to a flagpole, beating up the local bully with the name of Scut, which is a weird name for a kid. Hey, he wore a raccoon hat, and they, I can't handle that. They played that. Peter, and the, Peter and the Wolf or whatever that Disney cartoon is music every time he came onto like, the screen. He looked like a raccoon. He did... He was looking weird. Kind of like a fox. Like, I don't know. He was a very strange little kid. If I saw him on the street, I'd be like, who was your mother? (laughs) Who was your mother? Why did she let you allow you to go outside dressed like that? Um, But including also moments as Santa Claus kicking you down a gigantic slide in an apartment store and many more. April, what is your history with this movie? I can't tell you the first time I saw this movie. I know I saw it as a kid, and we used to watch it all the time. It wasn't like, hey, it's my favorite Christmas movie ever, because we were Grinch people, but I remember this being, like, a classic, right? And, like, I used to laugh every time the little brother got stuffed in that snowsuit, and <laughs> yeah. he couldn't put his arms down, and he and his, the mom's, like, wrapping the scarf all around him and stuff. And it's just cute. Like, it's cute because... I don't know, it's kind of like a nostalgia vibe, right? Especially if you grew up in the Midwest. I mean, I didn't, but I'd like to imagine. Um, and then it's funny because I actually moved to the Midwest for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I lived in Chicago for a while. And just, like, experiencing the Midwest, I feel like this movie should be, like, a cult classic for you guys at this point. Well, this movie is a cult classic. I mean, this movie... I, I, I... First off, let me get into my history real quick. I didn't see this movie till I was 15. Yeah. Because TBS and TNT do this insane thing where they run it for 24 hours on their channel Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yeah. So, basically when they started doing that, that's what we would watch when it was like kind of like ch- chilling down. Because we all know, you know especially, Christmas at my house is crazy. 
Oh, yeah. Like, in a good way, but it's crazy. Crazy in a good way. Yeah. So, like, it was, like, starting to chill down and cool down. We opened up gifts and everything, and we just popped that movie on and watched the commercials and everything. And, you know, we're talking about this movie indirectly because the official sequel came out last week. We have bad news about that, guys. We're not going to do spoilers, but... It's bad. It's bad. We didn't even finish it. We didn't even make it halfway. I... And we hardly ever, ever don't finish a movie. Even if it's bad, we'll still watch it, but this was so bad, we just couldn't... It was cringeworthy. When they started talking about carolers in this one and how they're like, (gasps) Carolers, hide! I'm just like... Come on. It was just cringeworthy. I don't know. I couldn't get into I, it. It was awful. I was like, I don't even want to well, see this. You I don't know, even want to see it. It's really interesting because I looked over Bob Clark's, uh, the director's filmography, because I was kind of interested what else did Bob Clark directed other right. than this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He directed the Dolly Parton, Sylvester Stallone comedy, Rhinestone. Rhinestone Cowboy? No, just Rhinestone. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's bad. He directed Baby Geniuses. Did you see that movie? Yes. He directed that movie oh and the sequel, gosh. Baby Geniuses 2, Super oh Baby. Oh, my gosh. He directed Porky's. Mm. Yeah, I know. I, that actually kind of shocked me. And then he directed my favorite horror Christmas movie, Black Christmas, the original from 1970. Really? Oh, I love that movie so much. I didn't know he did that. Yeah, he actually did that movie before he did this. What are the odds? (laughs) Like, I think this came out after that one is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, but like, I feel like this movie is really known and, you know, like, it's kind of become like a staple now. Like, everyone that grew up with Christmas Vacation, like I did, you did... That movie is now, like, popular amongst, like, the new generation I mean, there's... You could literally walk into any Christmas ornament store and buy that leg lamp as a Christmas ornament to this day. Can we talk about that? that that's how big the movie is. Can and, we, like, I gotta give it props where props are due, but... Can we talk about how ridiculous this leg lamp is? Ridiculous. Like, that's... It's wearing a fishnet. I will say, I do love the dad, like, getting so excited. That was funny. I love the dad. I couldn't tell if he was excited because it was a sexy lamp and it was kind of taboo and his wife was jealous or if he was just excited because he won something. His wife was so jealous. That's why she broke it. I know she broke it. Oh, I know she broke it on purpose. But I love how they set it up as like, and then there's been this big controversy ever since that night. It's like, come on, you broke the lamp on purpose. Yeah. So I know the dad as another character from another show called Kolchak the Night Stalker. Um, have you ever heard of a movie called Nightcrawler? Yes. With Jay Gyllenhaal, and he's like a like. I a, don't know if I've seen it, but I've heard of he's it. He's an ambulance like chaser, but he like reports the story instead of like a lawyer. And basically, Kolchak was the same thing, but with the supernatural. Oh, okay. Like it's actually kind of a cool show. But I like I'm watching this movie, and you know it's been years since I've seen Kolchek, and it's been years since I saw this movie, and I see the dad, I'm like, I know that guy from somewhere, and then I looked it up, I was like, oh, it's Kolchek, why are you in this thing? Why why are you doing this? Why are you saying fudge and mumbling a bunch of explicitives that we're not supposed to understand at that age? And beating on radiators and shaking your dog for the butt. You know, I know this was... I know... <laughs> shaking your butt for the dog, I meant. Oh, here, come get it. It's a gift for you. 
<laughs> There's so literally weird. this scene near the beginning of the movie, you guys, where like these hound dogs, like the neighbor has like the, ten hound dogs. The hillbilly and, neighbors. And yeah. they, they all come like, they don't bother anyone in the neighborhood but the dad. And he, every time the dad comes home through the door, the dogs are all just like, rawr, 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 and they like attack him and they're barking and stuff and they're just pound at the door and he finally gets in the house and the dogs are still barking at the door and he runs back over there opens up the door to a crack sticks his butt in the door and like has bas- his back to them and he's like shaking his butt and he's like oh yeah come get it because he was so happy he won that stupid lamp i know but it I was mean, just hilarious i was like did that just happen I like think, i think another i never realized that happened until you mentioned it like that's so, so, so let's see oh my god well, let's talk about the pink Easter bunny outfit. I feel like that's another infamous scene oh, in this yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I didn't that's even literally remember. Slapped, that's literally slapped on the poster of this movie. I literally didn't even remember that pink bunny outfit, like, at all I th- until I saw it when we did the rewatch. I think the most memorable scene in the movie are four scenes. Uh, five scenes. When they get the leg out of the lamp. I mean, um, they get the leg lamp The flagpole scene. Yeah, the flagpole. Scut getting beat up. Okay. Fudge. Yeah. Like when they're changing the tire, and, and he's like, "Oh, fudge. fudge!" But I didn't say fudge. You know, How I Met Your Mother kind of did a parody of that, but, but instead <laughs> of fudge, they said, "You know, she's kind of being a Grinch." But I didn't say Grinch. Oh. Ah, oh, I really want to watch that episode now, just thinking about it because it's so stupid. And then I think the other one is the Santa pushing the kid down the slide or whatever at, like, the very end. Yeah. And, of course, on number six, every time they mention you, shoot your eye out with this stupid gun. Yeah, I remember, like, um, like the black and white scene where he, like, pretends to be a blind man walking outside and he's, like, he's shot, like, he shot his eye out or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, this is the dumbest scene I've ever seen in a movie, and I wish... Like, this is weird. Well, it, it's just weird. Like, the popularity of this movie is ridiculous. Like, I understand people love this movie. I understand why people like this movie. I did not grow up with this movie. I thought it was a cute movie. And, like, yeah. it's very Christmas-like vibe. Like, especially if you grew up in the Midwest. But, like, as a rewatch, it just, like, didn't hold up for me. Like, I guess maybe I've seen it one too many times or whatever. But when I did the rewatch this time, I was like... Ah, yeah. like, ugh. like growing up, I have fond memories of this movie with my family. Like I said, watching. Yeah, it right. And I, you think that you would have a total nostalgia. It vibe, did right? bring up the nostalgia a little because I, you know, we don't have a huge space where we live, but it's big enough to where I feel like five family members could have sat on our couch and like three on the floor if there was a rug. Like that's how it felt with me. Yeah. So it does bring that up a little bit. Yeah, like I feel like it did have a little bit of a nostalgia vibe, sure. But it just didn't hold up the way that it usually does. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just lacking the Christmas spirit. Like we're, we're fresh into December. I haven't really caught the Christmas spirit yet. So um, maybe that had something to do with it. But I, I, it I'll just agree. didn't hit right for me. I'll agree with that. And then, you know, I think, as I mentioned, we talked about how we can walk into any Christmas store, see that freaking lamp and buy it. I think the popularity of it has gotten way out of control, and I have the perfect examples. So we talked about the official sequel, A Christmas Story Christmas, that just came out last week and and everything. Did you know that there's another sequel that came out before that, where Ralphie is a teenager? No. So, 
It's on HBO right now. It's called uh, Christmas Story 2. And basically, it's Ralph as a teenager. And instead of a Red Rider BB gun, he wants a car to impress a girl. Wow. Okay. And, and um, do you know who Daniel Stern is? Yeah. No. You know Home Alone? He's not Joe Pesci. He's the other guy. Yes. He plays the dad in that movie. I think that guy was in a Criminal Minds episode. Mm, not to my knowledge, but I may have to double check that. And yeah, and then there's a musical adaptation. Like they used to do like a big Broadway stage and everything. And it got to the point where it did one of those Christmas musical things where they shoot it live on television. Yeah. They did Peter Pan. They did The Sound of Music with Carrie Underwood one year. And they did this. And Matthew Broderick is the narrator. Yeah. And Maya Rudolph is the mom. Which, you know, good for her, but I don't know. I know this this movie, another thing I do want to mention, is based on a book. I love the title of this book. I have to share the title with you. In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. Wow. And basically, it's, it's by a guy named Gene Shepard. And he just talks about 31 chapters... And it's all told from Ralphie's eyes about his about this town in Indiana, which is where this movie takes place, and like things that happen throughout the year. So not just Christmas, every like for one year, from my yeah. understanding. I would read it. Okay. I mean, it's just I would think it would be interesting to see what else they would do, like I don't know, do a Halloween story or something. Yeah. Like, I would actually love to see that. Like a Midwest Halloween story. <laughs> like just Ralphie being some dumb kid at Halloween. Okay. I mean, I don't want to see an Easter ha- story. Yeah. Oh, I found the chocolate. That ain't chocolate, kid. Or some stupid crap like that. Oh, gosh. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like you said, though. I think going... I think when we made the schedule and put this movie on here, we were thinking huge nostalgic vibes. Yeah. And I just felt disappointed. I know you did, too. And it's just like... <clears throughs> It's just literally, it's so hard because now with our generation now, we grew up watching Elf, Christmas Vacation. Um, I'm sure there's another Christmas movie. I just can't think of it right now. I grew up watching the Claymation. Oh, oh my gosh. I grew up on like Tim Allen, the Santa Claus. Yeah, like the Santa Claus. Like I grew up. All the like uh, the Claymated. Hallmark Christmas movies, the Grinch, like all the Claymation. Yeah, which the Claymation. Jingle all the way. Which all I, that stuff. I'm going to say this right now and you're going to disagree with me. The Claymation movies are high on my list. Okay, like I They're have a in the at least top I have a confession. Five. Like you're going to judge me, but I absolutely hated claymation whenever i was a kid i mean it's not that's fine i grew to love it but i don't know i couldn't get into it it was too simple and, and you, i was just like i don't whatever yet, but later on i i liked the art form but it was still too simple to like like i like a lot of drama i like a lot of dialogue i like a lot of talking i like a lot of like dynamic too stuff that i watch you know if it's just, like, too simple, I get bored. If it's too much action and not enough dialogue, I get bored. So, it's just kind of hard for me. And yet, you like Nightmare Before Christmas. That's Claymated. I 
like, I like that kind of claymation. I know. What I'm, I'm talking about is like the, you know, illustrated stop motion claymation type of stuff. Like no, Rudolph no. the Red-Nosed Reindeer and like the Abominable Snowman and all that, you know? First off, the only good one of those, in my opinion, is Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yeah, well, or maybe, I don't know. Or maybe Frosty. It'd be cool to do a rewatch of those. I haven't seen those since I was a kid. <sighs> if I could get them on Blu-ray, I would watch them tonight. I'm just saying. I wonder if they're like on... They're not on streaming. Any streaming. I haven't oh, found okay. them on streaming. If I'm wrong, please let me know. But I would love to watch that. But I think that's going to wrap up our thing. Before we get into our recommendations, do you want to add one more thing? Hmm. Mm, I don't think so. Other than, did you ever have like a bar of soap in your mouth as punishment? No. No, I, my brother got it. I, but I did not. <laughs> oh, you were good? I was the goody good two shoes kid. <laughs> I, could, I could totally see that. Now I'm not. <laughs> I, I bet you were good in front of parental figures, but then a total brat around your cousins, weren't you? No. Um, I got into fights with my cousins, but I was. You're telling me you weren't a brat? I was a brat. Who wasn't a brat? Me. But I didn't like do things that was like deserving to get like a bar in the in my mouth, a bar of soap in my mouth. That's cute. Uh, I'm a good. I have a halo. It's being held up by horns. Um... I know you were a good kid. I I felt like I was a really good kid, but um, I was. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just You're kidding. the oldest though, and I was the baby, so I was spoiled. Like I was like, you know, help me, somebody push me. Help me up! Help me from this well! I don't know how I got down here. <laughs> Not like that. It was more like you know, push me on my bike, push me on you know the swing. No, I just like, imagine you like being pick like me up. You I, know. Just, I just imagine you being like Bart Simpson and just being trapped down in the well. <laughs> All that's right, a, that's an episode. Um, so now I never had the bar bar soap in the mouth. Like that wasn't a thing my family did, but I hear it's very popular in the Midwest. Is <laughs> it? I heard. We, you know, just, I heard we just got very... spankings. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Is that a southern thing? I, guess? I think it's like in the south, you get like, go pick out your switch. You know what I mean? I never had to do that. Thank God I never had to do that. Well, That's, that I, grew... I got in that threat, but that is intimidating. I grew up in, I mean, some people are like, you know, coat hanger, like, you know. Ooh. Or like a ruler. A yardstick. Yardstick, oh, yeah. A yardstick is the most terrifying thing. <laughs> How do we get on this? I don't know. Punishment anyway, for children. Anyway, what's your? Would you recommend this movie? Um. Yeah, I mean, I would totally recommend it, even though I wasn't feeling it and vibing with it this early in December. Maybe if it was closer to Christmas, maybe if we had our tree up this year, it'd be different. Yeah. I will say that probably made a big difference, but we're in between houses right now, and it's just kind of, like, in storage. Um, and, but, I am, and I'm not driving all the way out to go get it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, I'm not going to put it up for one month or whatever. But, yeah, I would totally recommend this. Great nostalgia vibe, and if you're in the Christmas spirit, like, it would be worth it. Especially if you're in the Midwest, you're around a place with snow. It'd be chill. So, I'm actually not going to recommend this movie. Really? Like, yes, it has great Christmas vibes, it has great Christmas nostalgia, I have fond memories of this movie, but honestly, it's kind of painful to watch a little it bit. It is. Like, I, like, it's a good story, and 
You know, there's not like a secular plot. Like there is, but there isn't. And yeah. that's what makes it a little bit more fun. With Elf, there's a secular. With Santa Claus, secular. This is just like, hey, we're just gonna watch some Midwest kids be kids for like an hour and a half. Go, have fun. I mean, even the new sequel talks about the old man just dying and Ralphie, the original actor who played Ralphie, coming back and being like, well, I gotta... He, he kind of sounds like Matthew Broderick when we watched it. Well, I gotta do this for Christmas. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Because I think Matthew Broderick is a robot. Yeah, it was weird. It was so weird. Like, as you see, here's something I didn't tell you. I went back and actually finished it. You did not. I watched the ending. Oh, wow. How was it? Well, Scuds was a cop. Oh, gosh. And he was like, you know, you changed my life around that day you beat me up. Oh, my God. I was like, shut no. up. No. Shut up. Oh, my God. That makes it worse. You guys don't watch the remake. It's so bad. It's so oh, bad. It gets worse. It gets worse. I'll have to tell you about it off the air because I don't want to spoil anything. But when I saw Scud, I was like, oh, God, please just arrest him and put him in jail for one freaking night. I would love that. And then he just dropped him off at his house. I was just like, dang it. He did a breaking and entering. But uh, honestly, if you want to see the other two's movies, they're on HBO Max. I think A Christmas Story is on HBO. Go watch them. Otherwise, this movie just wasn't for me. But I'm glad we got to talk about it. Uh, but that is going to wrap up our review of 1983's A Christmas Story. As always, if you want to get in contact with us, please send us an email at flixologypodcast at gmail.com or check us out on our Instagram at flixologypodcast. And as always, please like, please subscribe, please like or, or write a review and make sure you spread it spread about the show. Helps us get, get it out. Now, April, we had a month off of no horror. Do you wow. know that? Think about that. Wow. After October and how... how... November? I don't even remember what we did in November. Oh, I took control of the show. Oh, right. That... But you oh, were... But you I were... was out for like two of the episodes. Yeah. Okay. Which, you know, I don't blame you. Gotcha. But now we're going back to a horror Christmas movie. And no, it's sadly not Black Christmas. I might do that one year. We are watching Gremlins. I am super... I haven't seen Gremlins in so freaking long. Like at least 10 years, if I, not 15 years. Kinda, like, I'm excited. I kind of want to do, like, a double watch and watch both movies because they're both just genuinely good, but I know we can't. But what? I'm excited to see the... I'm excited to see the very first one. It has been years since I watched this movie. And I really can't wait to talk about the Santa and the Fireplace. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Oh, goodness. I don't even remember the movie well enough to, like, give an opinion right now. I can't wait, though. I think we could both agree on one thing. I used to... I love Gizmo. I was going to say, I think we both can agree. Oh, he's so cute! Again, I think we can agree that he's cute as hell. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. So join us next week as we talk about Gremlins. And as always, this is the Flixology Podcast. I'm your host, John. And April. Take it easy. <laughs>